Dr. Billy Graham. Every time I hear that song, I think about Dr. Billy Graham, who served his present generation. I believe my dad, Bishop Daniel White Jr., a former hoodlum, a ladies' man, um, got saved in a real sense, and he became the most loving man I've ever met. In fact, he was too loving. He let us get away with murder. My my mother and the children, everybody just did what they wanted to do. He, and then when some sometimes uh, he would try try to take the blame for what we did wrong. One time I I, I lovingly and respectfully said, "No, Dad, you didn't do it. I did it." And it brought tears to his eyes. And and. Um, Sometimes we fathers and husbands, I mean, I'm not going to put me in it because I learned from my dad not to be nice all the time and let people have their way. Uh, it does not help them. It does not help the marriage. It does not help the family. If they want to perceive you as being mean, so be it. But you do what is best and you only, gentlemen, only, Hear me well. Only hearken to the voice of God, not your wife. I don't care how much you love her. I don't care how fine she is. You don't hearken to the voice of your wife. That's why we're in the mess we're in today. And she and she blocks you trying to control you. She blocks you from the commandment, the first commandment he gave man. To have sex and to replenish the earth. You know that's the devil. <laughs> you know that's the devil. And uh, you can fix up your face all you want to. One man, I, I can care less. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to my wife because she knows better. And uh, I was saying something last night. Let me just, just uh, and God wanted me to make that clear because he reminded me of it earlier today he reminded me last night because I didn't finish the story and he reminded me just now he wanted me to clear that up I told you that uh, I went into the grocery store and I'm, I was in a mode of celebration because God had answered our prayers and answered my prayers and uh, for sure and uh, and whenever that, and it was a big thing, and whenever that happens, uh, I, I celebrate a little bit. I don't do a big celebration until Thanksgiving, uh, and I celebrate for the Holy Days, Jewish Holy Days. I celebrate with them. We did that in September. We've been doing it now, I guess, for about 10 years, I guess. I don't know. And uh, Easter, uh, my salvation anniversary, uh, December the 19th, 1979, uh, I celebrate with all of my children when they have a birthday. They're all grown now. I still celebrate 
their birthday uh, because all of that is a blessing. And I, I'm going to find a reason to celebrate. So when, when God answers my prayer and God works a miracle, uh, I am going to celebrate. Now let me say this, as you all know, it's always great to be able to celebrate with somebody. Uh, so I was uh, thinking about uh, getting my wife something as well to uh, celebrate with, you know, because I'm, I'm, I believe all men are this way. I believe all men. I would be shocked if a man was not this way. He may be a homosexual or a feminist or something. I don't know what what his problem is. And by the way, let me just slide this on in to show you uh, how manly I am. I don't know what women see in men. I have no clue. So I certainly don't know what a man sees in a man. Excuse me, I had to insert that. Uh, I was not planning on saying that, uh, but I want to make that clear. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what women see in men. But God wired all of that for them to see something in men. And I, I like it, it's good. And uh, I want you to see whatever you see in me. And, but I know what men see in women. And I don't know what a queer, homosexual, uh, 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 effeminate, and I was tempted to get ready to say something else, but God forbid, and uh, uh, sees, uh, does not see in a woman. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I've never understood that. <clears throat> and yes, I would rather have a bad woman than a nice man. You can be, you can rest assured of that. Yes, sir. I, I, they, they, because, see, I'm the kind of type A alpha dog man that I know my role. I know my position. And uh, I, I understand my authority. And I'm going to walk in that. You can raise hell and cane all you want to, woman. It don't matter to me. As long as you do what I tell you to do uh, in the end. And as long as you satisfy my sexual needs, we can get along. Because that's why you're here. And I have made that clear to my wife down through the years. That's why you're here. To be a helpmeet to me. And this is an area you need to help me with. But I was telling you the story. I missed it the other night. Uh, I missed a little small section. Because. And I did tell you that I picked up something for her. And she had acted. She had a bad attitude all day. I said no I can't do that. Because I don't do that. That's what my dad did. He would do that. And most of you men out there do that foolishness. You reward evil. You can't do that. You can't do it with your wife. You can't do it with your children. You can't do it on. You don't do it on the job. Let a Negro be late three days. Huh? Uh, he's got to suffer some punishment. Okay? Punishment is a part of God's plan. Instruction, rebuke, chastisement, punishment is God uh, is a part of God, big part of God's plan. That's how He deals with us men. If you're born again and you're a child of God, you know, don't you? God does not play, and th th there's things you fear to do because you know the hammer's gonna come down on you. You already know it. See, uh, I'm not here with my wife because I'm some saint and I'm an angel. And a wonderful, sweet guy. Uh, no, I'm, I'm here because I fear God. He's the only somebody I fear. I don't fear my wife. I've never feared my wife. 
I've never feared her divorcing me and trying to take the, this and that because I have not bought any this, this and that for her to take. In fact, the house I live in and the house I own outright, her name is not on the deed. You say, preacher, how do you do that? I'll tell you privately. I can't tell you that now. Her name is not on the I have a place to live. If she does, if she pulled that, she, she would have to find a place to live because I'm going to stay right here. Now, but back to the story in H-E-B, one of my favorite stores. And I've, I know they're going to, and they listen to me too. Uh, and they, and they, might get, they might get mad at me for doing this. When I told you I did something wrong, I, didn't, uh, I was not saying I did something wrong by taking back what I picked up from my wife and leaving it in the store. And I picked up something else that was similar but not the same quality, not the same. Now you understand, I did do that, I've done that before, and there have been times I didn't buy anything. Because she's so full of hell and the devil and meanness, uh, bad attitude, bad spirit. And see, when you're not saved and you're filled with demons, you got a, you got a legion of demons inside of you, it's the strangest thing. And you got that Jamaican pride in you mixed with the pharaohistic pride in you, you forget how evil and mean you were. And, but then you want something. To the point of you want it so bad you'll steal it from your husband while he's asleep. And I have witnesses to that. That's one of the reasons why I, I, I was okay with my children leaving when they did. They're all of age, way past 18 years old, uh, most of them. So it was not a big deal. I wanted them to have the same experience as their older siblings. Uh, because I believe that parents let their children go too soon. Some of you parents can't wait for your children to leave at 17, 18, 19. That's dumb. That's stupid. They, you, know, you know they're not ready. And they're not ready for a license at 16 either. Okay. But here's the thing that I did wrong. I, I normally don't do this. I rarely do this. You know, like the good people, they always take the cart back to, you know, you don't leave the cart by the cart unless you're at Walmart. Why? I, I can't. I, I can't get into that right now, but Walmart's parking lot is so big. <laughs> Y'all got to come and get this cart. I'm getting in my car. But but the, the specialty uh, grocery stores, you know, the first class grocery stores, they, they just have it going on. And again, I say congratulations, plain out. You're getting ready to do some good living if you have enough money to pay for it. Because the H-E-B, a super duper H-E-B, is in North Texas. Not only in Frisco now, but in Plano. See, that's one of the reasons why I never thought about moving to Frisco or Plano. It's probably a popular area and all that. They didn't have an H-E-B. You, 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 you don't have it going on for me to move up there. I don't care how nice it is. But now you have it now, but I still don't want to come. You got it now. You got it going on now, man. And they got you stacked up to the roof. I mean, but we have a, we have an HEB near us. I'm not going to tell you where it is because I don't want to see you. And I don't want to be you. It's a party. 
That's what it is. It's, and I believe Plano, the way, the way Plano is looking, I think it's going to be a party when you go in there. I don't know about Frisco, but the, but the store that I've seen is going to be a party every time you go, man. So anyway, I was in my HEB. And I picked up something nice for her. And, I, and something told me she's been so mean today and so uh, proud and rebellious. Don't do that. You're rewarding evil. And so I went and got her something less expensive. And she, uh, and she, she is so proud. She's a proud Jamaican. She does not like low quality stuff. No name brand stuff. She, she, she just gets very angry about that for some reason. I don't know. I said, did y'all have all of this down in Jamaica? Well, no. Well, okay then. So be happy. Uh, and uh, the, the thing I did wrong, I want to make it clear. HEB is listening, I know. And they're, gonna, they, they're not going to like it because I normally don't do this. If it's a canned good or something that I can, like a, a bottle of dressing or whatever, that is already on the shelf, I can leave it anywhere. But when I changed my mind, I did not feel like going back to the meat section, to the other meat section where the good stuff is. So I got some some meat from the uh, where the cheap stuff is, and I didn't take the meat back. I'm gonna tell you the evil I did. For those of you who think I am a saint, I am not. I took the other good meat and I put it on the shelf. And kept getting up to the register. You say, preacher, that's wrong. I know it. But they, they, were, they were getting ready to stock up, so it was all right. Preacher, didn't you feel guilty? A little bit. I did. But at Trader Joe's, I'll never leave the cart by the car. they too good to me. They're just too good to me. I don't do it at H-E-B either. I don't do it at uh, Whole Foods. People who go to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, they do not leave the cart by the car on the sidewalk like we do at Walmart. I, I, we don't, we're not going to do that. Not that the store would say anything to us. The people who go to these places will look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's the evil I did. Okay, so H-E-B police, now you know where that meat came from. Because somebody will have to take it back or take it and throw it away or whatever. Anyway, that's, that's the whole story. That's the whole story. Who was that man? Uh, years ago, he used to come on the radio with the rest of the story. Paul somebody. Paul somebody. It wasn't Paul Revere. Somebody else. I forget his name. But it's amazing how people could do something for so, so long and, and, and then you don't hear them for so long. And he would uh, end the... And, he, and, and nobody had the timing of this man on radio. Other than maybe Rush Limbaugh. He would end that thing when the music was going up. And then he'll say with a smile. And that is the rest of 
the story. Ladies and gentlemen, enough with all of that chit-chat. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And don't worry about it. Um, you will have some brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ who will be closer to you than a brother. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third, the son of Daniel White Jr., Bishop Daniel White Jr., the most loving man I ever met. President of, and by the way, I know it sounds pompous for me to call myself Daniel White the Third, but I, I do it for a couple of reasons. With great hatred to the pomposity that uh, comes with it. First, I, I do it to honor my dad because I wouldn't be here without my dad. And, uh, and, uh, uh, number two, I'm sure he would not want uh, as evil as I am. He would not want me uh, to get people, for people to get mixed up who we're talking about. And I don't want to, I have a son, the fourth, uh, Daniel White the fourth, and Daniel White the fifth. And I don't want my name mixed up with theirs. <laughs> but more importantly, I, I do it as a black man because it's a rare thing for a black man to be the third or the fourth and the fifth and all of that. So that's why I do that. Uh, for example, with some of the whites, some of the white folks, they don't put that. Roman numeral on their backs. They may be the 15th, uh, whatever. Like Billy Graham, Franklin Graham. Frank, uh, Franklin Graham, he can call himself Billy Graham too. Billy Graham the third, or fourth, or whatever. Uh, the third, and I think his son would be the fourth. They don't do that. They choose different first names. And, and, and they probably do so to not sound uh, pompous. And that's a good thing. And if we had the luxuries that they uh, have, we would do probably do the same thing because it does sound pompous and arrogant, like you're so important, and and you're really not. Uh, but we are celebrating coming out of slavery, and now the third generation, and the fourth generation, and the fifth generation, and all of that. And, but uh, th what I'm most proud of, though, all of my daughters are named after me. And I named them after their grandfather, and I named them after the Daniel in the Bible. 
Daniel is a very power, powerful name, and all my daughters have my name in their name. And uh, uh, I, I love that more than my, my son, just as much as my sons have my name, or more than that. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I give God the glory. But I point back to Daniel, the original Daniel. And, uh, and I have said that every, all of us are named after Daniel, including my dad. So get over it. The president of Gospel Light Society International, that sounds pompous to me as well. But I say it anyway for identification's sake. Uh, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 652, where, by the grace of God, pardon me, we read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. Uh, this unique viewpoint, this unique standpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story. A non-fiction story. The Bible is real. It's not made-up stories. And to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. And Jesus Christ is the center of history. In fact, it is his story. Never forget that. It's all about Jesus. You understand me? It's all about Jesus, man. It's all about him. Look at me real good now. God just wanted me to tell you that. Get your mind on Jesus and get your mind off of man and yourself and everybody else. And I say to all of my grown children, don't get bogged down with a bunch of Negroes, old, creaky, set in their ways Negroes, and adopt their demonic spirits from hell and yes I know I'm talking to the Negroes right now don't be like them I raise raise you uh, away from them on purpose the idea is you go ahead and get married and start your family because the family I raised you in was better than my wife's family and my family wasn't perfect and we had our issues too. The idea is for you to learn from that and start your own family. And you lead your family and be in your family where God wants you to be there and make sure it is better than the family that you were raised in. Don't get caught up in people's woke demonic foolishness. Don't be fooled. Don't be duped. And those of you in my family who have been impacted by long COVID, don't take that. Don't allow that to take out your frustrations with that on your family members. Pray for healing. And, and don't get married until you are healed, lest you be a curse to your spouse. That's all free to my children and to yours.
Today, my beloved, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray? And you pray because you, you're going to be bored to tears listening to me pray. <clears throat> I'm not bored to tears because I know where the power is. The power is in and through prayer. No matter how dry it may sound, no matter how dry it may look and feel. By the way, my tra traditional pharisaical, sadduceical, uh, traditional church folks, the sounding of prayer and the hearing of prayer is not designed to excite you. Okay, so, you know, no matter how eloquent I am, it's not here, it's not, I'm not doing that for, for you. I'm praying to God, and I suggest that you do the same. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. <clears throat> And Lord, as you know, I have been excited about being here tonight all day long. In spite of the devil, uh, in st spite of a uh, Proverbs 14, one wife, who instead of acting wisely and building her house, acts foolishly and tries to tear it down as she has for the past 34 years. But Lord, I thank you for my thorn in the flesh. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for all of my infirmities and all of my tribulations, troubles, trials. And I thank you, Lord, for even giving me a bad wife. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor <clears throat> because you designed it all for my good. And I don't feel cursed at all. I feel blessed for the things that I am able to help people with today. Lord, I would not be able to help them with if I did not have those issues in my life. And I thank you, Lord, for showing us and celebrating the fact uh, that we ought to rejoice in our tribulations and troubles and trials. That's un unique only to Christian people, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. For you said in this world, ye shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And I thank you, Holy Father God, for allowing me to live my life that way, not by trying, but by trusting in you. And Lord, I pray this upon all other Christian people and who are born again and striving to serve you and help them to realize that they ought not to get depressed by uh, the persecutors in their family and in their community, to not even be shocked by it, but to rejoice in it and to celebrate it and to walk strong in faith, in your strength and in your might for your glory. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you as I always do for 
the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and to boot precious memories precious memories dial up dial up Alan Jackson precious memories Alan Jackson and uh, let's play that right after I finish praying Holy Father God I thank you for precious memories Lord God in heaven, I thank you that I'm not worried about losing the love and affection of my children who are being influenced by devilish family members and devilish church members, pastors and pastors' wives and so-called mentors uh, to try to turn them against really you and to turn them against me, thinking that that's going to somehow discombobulate me and make me quit preaching your holy word which is very very ignorant and very dumb to even think that because that's not happening and uh, Lord in fact you you have fixed in my life and fixed my heart <coughs> in life that I'm even prepared for that and one of the ways that you have prepared me for that you led me to be a great father to my children and to have the kind of love my dad had for me and his children with the exception of letting us get away with our evil. And uh, I thank you for blessing me to raise them up and to leave all that I have done on the field. And on top of that, you have given me that rare blessing that most people don't even get and that is precious memories that live in my heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And uh, that you bring up out of nowhere, as the song says. And uh, you have it? Okay, you need to go and put it on that page. Okay. Leave, leave it right there. Leave it right there. Hold it, hold it, leave right there. Yeah. And Lord, I uh, I thank you for that. And I, and I thank you for the fact that I have prayed with my children personally and face-to-face -face with them in the room thousands of times and taught them how to pray without ceasing, showed them how to pray without ceasing. Lord, uh, they've heard thousands of sermons and messages from me and even helped to write some and uh, helped to uh, put the services together. And so, Lord, uh, if they choose to forget all of that, that's between uh, you and them. I have 100% peace even to this day as they're grown I've done all that I could do to get them to where they need to be and I did by your grace do that so I have your peace and I have your joy whatever happens I give you the glory praise and honor and Holy Father God I pray Lord uh, this evening 
this Tuesday evening. Uh, the devil has fought this service very hard. The devil is extremely mad, as you know, Lord, at me for having these services every day for right at seven years and uh, nearly every day uh, with a few break breaks thrown in there for good measure and for good health. And uh, Holy Father God, I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I thank you most of all for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And for all of the, uh, and, and for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Holy Father God, thank you for wanting to be with such wretched people as we are. So much so, you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for our sins. Uh, that he was buried and rose on the third day. Lord, we will never get over that true story because um, only you could have done that. And Holy Father God, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And tonight, Lord, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults of all disobedience. And I pray for people who are saved in my family, saved in this audience, saved in the country, saved around the world. Lord God in heaven, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts by your grace. Forgive those, Lord, who have sinned against me and against us. And Holy Father God, I thank you for giving us that impervious thing that you give some of your servants who are willing to serve you and obey you where you don't even feel the backstabs. You don't feel the person stabbing you in the back. You don't feel the pain of Judas's in the family and outside of the family. And not only that, the forgiveness is automatic as you showed us while you were dying on the cross when they had spikes in your hands and in your feet. Uh, you said to Father God who uh, was turning his back, uh, Eli, Eli, Allah, Sabachthani. You said that, but you also said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, that that forgiveness is ever present in you and you put it in your people that the people really don't have to apologize they should and it's good for us to make them apologize um, for the evil they do to us but the the forgiveness was it was already there it's, it's already it's already in us it's automatic because of you not us 
we wouldn't forgive them at all if it, if it was up to us. Not at all. But, uh, and I cannot explain it. I cannot explain what is in you. I cannot explain what you put in us. But I do know born-again Christians who are under the sound of my voice know what I'm talking about. And they probably don't want me to tell that because they want to hold it over the head of some people and make them apologize and grovel. Uh, but uh, for those of us who are saved, Lord, because of you and your Holy Spirit, forgiveness is easy. We don't even feel the pain that they tried to cause us. And those who are lost, uh, like my wife, she does not understand that. She uh, stands in a shocked amazement that I do not react to her provocations and her evil that she does and rebelliousness and things designed to she think uh, get, thinks uh, will get back at me for some reason uh, and that's not me Lord as you know it never has been me and Lord I cannot begin to explain it it's always been you that's the reason why uh, my by your grace being saved I'm able to stay married to uh, a wicked and evil and stubborn and proud and rebellious woman uh, who is not saved because she would not be uh, this wicked and evil if she were saved uh, and, 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 and I mentioned in the article the other day how that her mother and her aunt and her sister hates the fact that I preach and they're trying to put that spirit in one or two of my children as well but my children know that my wife, Marika White, has hated the services that we've had from day one and has tried to sabotage them and has been the chief Judas in my life. And yes, that spirit has been passed on to one other child, but uh, uh, is in them. And I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will protect them from that spirit. My wife has that spirit to this day, even though you intervene and you do some things in her, uh, on her life at least, that keeps her back from uh, totally uh, uh, betraying her husband. And so, and that's because of your hearing and answering prayer. And so, Holy Father God, uh, I don't fully understand all of that, and I know she doesn't. Um, but I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Jesus Christ uh, in my family, in this country, and in the world. Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And uh, Holy Father God, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. For those of us who are saved and born again, crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh, and the old man within us, and fill us tonight with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit, not only to walk in the Spirit and have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and to be 
uh, at peace and in in peace and at peace and and have your joy and the pleasures of that, but also to take on incoming from the devil. There is no reason why my wife and family members uh, should hate me and hate uh, the preaching of your holy word, particularly in a devotional service, uh, other than the devil being behind them. Uh, the devil hates this. He hates me for preaching the gospel. He hates my seven children because they helped me to preach the gospel over the past uh, however long they have been living. They're the ones who have set me up to preach the gospel freely and to preach your holy word freely to this day. They have helped write the sermons. They have, they, they're the ones who put together the podcasts that I do. The devil hates them. And he's trying to destroy them by trying to get them to turn against me through their devilish family members and devilish church members that they traffic with. And they and, 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 and all of them are so loving for a motherly figure that they, and, and, and then particularly when the motherly figures come with money, uh, they, ha they, 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 they struggle with that for some reason. I pray that you will cause them to recover. I pray openly and freely that you will protect them. I knew that this day was going to come. And I pray, Holy Father God, that you would protect them from their own wicked family members, including their wicked grandmothers and uh, wicked uh, aunts and cousins and friends, some who are homosexuals and lesbians and who support homosexuality and lesbians. And that demonic spirit is so aggressive and so evangelistic. They will try to corrupt their own family members to accept their hellacious demonic foolishness. And I pray that you'll give them the victory and help them to pass these tests. For I knew they were going to come. And they will have to be the ones to pass the test. All I can do for them now is pray for them. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that if any of the demons that have come down through their mother and through their family members and church members have invaded their lives, I pray that you will cast the devil and the demons of hell out of all of my children who have that issue. Danny, Daniel, Danita, uh, the, with them being the oldest, especially them, Danae uh, being the most vulnerable, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, and Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. I pray that, Lord, you will show them that spiritual light every day of their lives and help them to follow you and follow your light for you are the light of the world and not wicked family members and friends and church members who are full of hell and the devil, including pastors and pastors' wives. And I pray that you'll drive the demons of hell out of their lives and cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of their woke lives and help them to become awake 
And Lord God in heaven, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you will help those of us who are saved and born again to hold up the blood-stained banner. Lord, bless your remnant, bless your 7,000, and uh, bless your faithful few who have not bowed the knee to the woke totem pole from hell. And Lord, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, I pray tonight for the salvation of my wife, Marika White. I pray that she will humble herself down off of her pharistic and Jamaican pride and truly believe in you and stop believing in religion and religious work. For none of that has saved her and it will not save her. And uh, uh, that's what she's trusting in. She's not trusting in you because she has never shown any uh, Christian consistency in over 34 years. She got married under false pretenses, saying that she was saved, and she uh, was not saved and is not saved, and has never shown one ounce of fruit of being saved, which is a consistent showing of fruit. So, Holy Father God, break the pride in her heart, mind, soul, and spirit. The same for all of her Jamaican family members and uh, do the same, Lord, in uh, my mother's life, my two sisters' life, lives, uh, who are self-proclaimed apostles, self-proclaimed bishops, and, and self-proclaimed prophetesses, uh, ruling over men, making them Jezebels, uh, a Revelation book Jezebels in the church. I pray that you will open their blinded eyes and understand that they have wasted their lives ruling over men and uh, not having any impact whatsoever and, uh, and, and just got a hodgepodge of mess going on that is unclean and wicked in your sight. And Lord, I pray that you will open their blinded eyes that are blinded by religion, steeped in religion, and even... Uh, the kind of religion uh, that is uh, mixes with the true, uh, true, uh, well, Christianity, uh, a, with the voodoo stuff that comes uh, even from Africa uh, and mixed in with uh, Christianity, uh, the ancient religions that is of Africa, and. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would drive the demons of hell out of their lives and, uh, and help them to understand until they are truly saved and relinquish all of this foolishness that they have wrought, uh, caught up with titles. Uh, two cannot walk together uh, lest they be agreed. And I pray for their own, I pray for their souls to get saved. Lest they hear the words from you, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. And Holy Father God, I pray that my brother-in-law uh, would get back with his wife and uh, my sister and, 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 and assume the role that he should have assumed when my father, my dad died 
for he is uh, just like my dad and, and I believe that my dad is his father as well uh, uh, a brother with a different mother and uh, 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 he has that same capacity to love people uh, it may be too late now but I pray that things will get back to where they should be and if Robert is not a secret homosexual uh, Lord he will be next in line and uh, but uh, he's always had some effeminate ways and I pray that uh, all of that is gone and I pray that uh, that he would assume the bishopric of that church and uh, uh, Holy Father God I do pray also tonight that you would indeed uh, save the souls of the lost yes in my family and in this country and around the globe revive those of us who are truly saved even though we may be few and far between and Holy Father God I pray that you would heal those of us who are sick and those who are saved help them to pray for your healing but help them also to confess their sins and help them to repent and Holy Father God Lord I pray that you would comfort the millions of people who are hurting and it seems like it's quadrupling every day people are really hurting Lord I really don't have any problems compared to the problems that people are having today uh, there are people who are still living in broke 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 out houses in Florida because they really don't want to leave <coughs> and they don't want looters to come and steal their stuff that they do have left uh, right now Lord tonight as you know uh, there are over a thousand cities that are without lights in Ukraine without electricity and Lord these are miserable things and some people are still underwater these are these are miserable uh, discomforting things and uh, Lord I am thankful to you that I'm not in that tonight I know one day we might be in it and we're no better than they are but the Lord thank you for having me in a position to pray for them comfort them provide for them as only you can and draw them to yourself for salvation and Holy Father God I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of all of my family members all of the family members of the people listening and participating right now around the world cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of the lives of families in this country that name the name of Christ and around the world comfort them as only you can draw them to yourself for salvation and Holy Father God again I praise you and I thank you for all that we're dealing with and going through and I do pray that while we go through them 
We do not pray as the old saints used to say, and they said it wisely. Uh, we don't ask you to move the mountain all of the time, but we pray that you'll give us the strength to climb. For there are some mountains, Lord, you want us to climb for character's sake. And there are mountains that you can move and you have moved. And we give you glory, praise, and honor. And Holy Father God, and thank you for not moving the thorns in the flesh. Thank you, Lord, for not hearing those prayers. And Lord, I do, uh, and causing them to remain. And Lord, thank you for delivering thousands from the so-called prosperity gospel demonic foolishness from hell and helping them to realize they need to accept some pain in this life. They need to accept some tribulations and troubles and they need to accept being poor and without instead of thinking that they are only blessed if they have all the money in the world. And, um, and that's just not true. I thank you for leading me to preach against that foolishness when it was going on. Thank you, Lord, for delivering thousands from that because of the prosperity gospel does not work in the coronavirus plague, as has been proven. For many of these so-called prosperity preachers, we don't hear anything from them now. And uh, we pray that you will continue to do away with it and, uh, and help people to understand that having good credit is not prosperity. It equals debt and slavery and bondage. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, deliver us, Lord, only if it is your will from all, um, from all distresses and afflictions, from all uh, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions, and deliver us all, Lord, from all spiritual, mental, physical, uh, mental, um, financial, uh, legal, uh, emotional uh, tr troubles and issues that we're facing. Lord, as you see fit, keep them in play. Lord, if you are teaching us something or breaking us and making us and molding us. At the same time, Lord, I thank you so much for allowing things to be as well as they are because we uh, we understand that they could be worse and they should be worse because we have not done right by you. But thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight and I pray that I thank you for all of the days and weeks and months that you have protected me and my family in very precarious situations down through the years and how that you worked miracle after miracle and heard prayer after prayer. And you have not only done that for us, but you've done it for many of the people in this audience and many other people across the country and around the globe. And I thank you for it, and I pray again tonight. Uh, but before I pray that, Lord, help me to pray the prayer that you gave me to pray before the coronavirus plague set in maybe two years before that. Uh, Holy Father God, prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. 
Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. And then, Lord, I pray that you would protect our family from ourselves, and I pray for all of the people in this audience and their families in this country and around the globe. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and the wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, Lord, have all that we do and say tonight to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. And for the lifting up of your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, I am black. I love being black. I married a black woman. I have black children. I only wear black suits. I drive a black car. And uh, I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Go back to the music. And, uh, uh, but I'm black and I'm proud and I say it out loud, but I love white people, black people, red people, yellow people, and those who wear the blue, police officers, those who wear the brown or the tan, the sheriffs as well. I'm not for Black Lives Matter. I'm for everything else black. I'm not for Black Lives Matter scam raised up by the devil to put us in the situation we're in today and God just reminded me I forgot to edit a story and put up a story regarding that today it will be up tonight by the grace of God if God reminds me if my wife reminds me and I can uh, count on God even more than my wife who is supposed to be a help meet. But there are several articles uh, in new, popular newspapers today that talks about how wokeism, which includes BLM foolishness, has ruined this country, particularly in the area of crime. People have lost their ever-loving minds, man. People are killing people for no reason. Strangers, random, uh, crazy-looking uh, crazy man just looking for somebody to push onto the tr uh, train tracks when the train is right here. People getting beaten up with hammers, stabbed with knives, and all kinds of foolishness is going on today. You know why? Because police officers are quitting. You wanted you wanted to cut their pay, didn't you? You wanted to cut their budget, you woke devils. Huh? 
That's why people and and and, and you wanted some woke DAs to let criminals just run wild, can do what they want, can kill somebody and get bail. Are you kidding me? I mean, attempted murder and get bail. How how's that? No, no, Negro. Uh, whether you're white or black, you got to sit in that jail cell, and we're gonna keep you on the lock and key because you tried to kill somebody. And we might take our time getting you into the courtroom to talk about it. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. People on the hunt to kill people. They've already killed six. And, and the newscaster says the man is on the hunt. I don't want him on the street. I, I, I would tell him give your heart to Jesus. Because you got to go. You're demon possessed. I'm all for it. You know why this has happened in this country? People take sledgehammers and go into jewelry stores. And they done found a, a, there was a time that I, I've seen people hit the, the jewelry glass and all of that. And it didn't break. But they found something. A, 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 a Thor type. Uh, sludge, sledgehammer or something. I don't know. But they, they went, I mean, I saw them getting, break into a jewelry store. They, that, that glass is not supposed to break. And after two licks, it was, it was down. And they were in, taking the stuff and running. Like, like animals. I don't care if they're black or white. It don't make a difference to me. These people will kill you on your knees saying the Lord's Prayer and not think anything of it. Thanks, woke people. You woke DAs. The president of woke, whoever you are. It's disgusting. Police officers and sheriffs are quitting and I don't blame them. You're going to take away my money. All my buddies are gone because they got killed. You don't respect me. You call me a pig and that needs to be fried up like bacon. You call me everything but a child of God. and But you want to call me when somebody breaks, in, breaks into your house because you live in the hood too. Uh-huh. No. Danny B would have quit a long time ago. And I, I and, and listen... And I've already told you what the mentality of the, the police who are staying. Because you don't respect them. You don't appreciate them. If they die, they're not a hero to you. You know what the mentality is? I'm coming out alive. If your wife dies, your husband dies, your children die. That's what happened in you all day. I'm telling you. They had a different mentality. They were not afraid. These people, people who become police officers and firemen, and, and they have extra testosterone. They fired up and ready. Let's get it on. That's why some of them get into trouble. And they, 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 they down for it. You got to understand these men. They're wired this way. God wired them this way. I believe God calls them to be police officers just like God calls me to be a preacher. He didn't call me to be a police officer. Because I ain't running after no, nobody. Uh, the gun's going to run after you. The bullets are going to run after you. That's a fact. 
You got to be down before I get there. We not wrestling. We're not fighting, man. Fist fight. No, no, no. You going to fist fight this bullet. <laughs> Seriously. That's what God didn't call me to be a police officer. Talk, trying to talk with you. And you you throwing things at me and running away from me. No, we ain't not doing that. And if Elon Musk can do all that he has done. Going to the moon. Got. Uh, satellites up in the sky for the internet got a car that could drive itself all this well he can he can put something in all the cars of the world no more highway chases man risking everybody's life I will get with Elon Musk and say look here put a device in the car that straps the criminal up in chains and by the time we get to him he's sitting on nothing but his seat if you can go to the moon you can go, you can shoot all these rockets up in the sky you can do that got a car to drive itself what just put a device in the car that the car falls away and falls apart and his behind is sitting on the highway when we get there chained up not chasing no negro man you got to be kidding me Ah, that's, that's what God didn't call me. But these fellas, they're not, don't, don't, don't call them cowards now, because they're not. These are, these men got extra testosterone, Jack. They want you to jump, some of them. Most of them don't want you to jump, but if you jump, they can get down with you. <laughs> There's some men who like to fight, Jack. They can get down with you, man. They they want to go with it. They 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 think they 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 have done something. They they knock you beside your head a little bit, and they, you get into a tussle. They they like that. These are the kind who like war. They go to. They, do you know there are people from America who should not be in Ukraine fighting in the war because you know why? They're wired to fight. Their fingers have been trained to fight, and they are ready to get down with it. They ready to get down, man. Testosterone. They, 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 they fight war. Okay, that's me. You calling my name? I've never been that way. I'm a man of peace and love. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. That's why probably one of the reasons why I play I played quarterback throughout my childhood and youth and high school. I always played quarterback because I, I I'm not going to hit you and get hurt. But I had some buddies who loved to hit. Oh man, they got off on that buddy. I mean, they'll, they'll break your they'll break your back in half, man. They loved it. And nobody, my, my, my neighbor, Junior, nobody wanted to get hit by Junior. Nobody wanted to tackle Junior, but one other person, Tony Reels, would hit anything. He'll hit a freight train. They were wired that way. I was too pretty to, <laughs> to be trying to hit you. And, and I, I played the quarterback role. Uh, 
I got hit too, but I, I, I'm not going to be running at, both of us running at each other to hit, not me. No, 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 no. That man who plays for the Tennessee Titans, nobody wants to hit that man. You know, the man with the long, got a little uh, horse thing that come out his back of his head. I forget the name. I got a tail coming out the back of his hair. Nobody wants to hit that man. Only the ones who like to hit. So anyway, they're men wired that way. They're called for that. God wired them. God gave them those gifts, those abilities to get it on. Let's get it on to solve the problem. So don't call the police officers in your Valde cowards. No, no, they, they, they did what they wanted to do because they had been put down so much. They were going to go home to their wife and they're going to go home to their children. They're not going to lay down their lives for you all anymore. They're not doing it. They've already made up their mind. They made up their minds to do that. That's why this past week, some, some little punk had to, to, kill, to kill these police officers. He called in a prank call. Now, let me tell you something. You do that. You keep doing that right there. You're not going to get your calls answered. Because I'm here. I heard a lady say today. That she called 911 and got a recording. What? I've never heard of anything like that. Call 911 and get a recording? Are you kidding me? Let's hear. I, I said all that about being black. Because I do like some country singers. And Alan Jackson is one of them. He's a white brother. But he sings precious memories to me real good. So those of you Black Lives Matter, y'all go ahead on and get you something to eat. You don't you don't like white folks and all that, then tough. Cause I am singing with Brother Alan Jackson. Just as country as he wanna be. I got a little white in me. I'm not mad at white folks. Because of Jesus. I got a little white in me. My last name is White. I got a little white in me. It's down deep down. That country music is all right with me if you're saying the right things. I told you that when I first got saved, I don't care if you black folks mad at me or not. I can care less. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm not a slave. Hey, why, why, should, why, why should I be still mad at people? I'm not mad at folks, man. Forget about that. I can't be. See, if you're born again, that's why I know some of you people in Black Lives Matter, you're lost and on your way to hell. You hate people. You want to always want to keep stuff over people's heads and, and, and so forth. And then you want to rob the money and buy big houses. See? So uh, you want to steal the money from the pole and then make yourself rich. You're not even a good Robin Hood. Uh, I'm not with that. I'm not. I'm saved. I'm born again. I deal with people as they come. Red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in God's sight. I'm not down with you on that. And I'm just as black as I want to be, and I love being black. I don't want to be anything else. 
On top of that, I'm the uh, best-selling author of Letters to Young Black Men, Letters to Young Black Women, When Black Preachers Preach, 1, 2, and 3. So, and I edit a publication, the most, uh, the best black Christian publication in the world, according to uh, an organization called Feed Post or something like that, uh, called Black Christian News. So, don't tell me about that. I don't want to hear all of that. Anyway, First Kings, ladies and gentlemen, First Kings chapter one, verses eleven through twenty. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the um, high privilege and the great high pleasure of reading God's holy word thus saith the Lord at first Kings chapter 1 verses 11 through 20 wherefore Nathan spake unto Bathsheba the mother of Solomon saying hast thou not heard that Adonijah the son of Haggith doeth reign, and David our Lord knoweth it not. Now therefore come, let me, I pray thee, give thee counsel, that thou mayest save thine own life, and the life of thy son Solomon. Go and get thee in unto King David, and say unto him, Didst not thou, my lord, O king, swear unto thine handmaid, saying, Assuredly, Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne. Why then doeth Adonijah reign? Behold, while thou yet talkest there with the king, I also will come in after thee and confirm thy words. And Bathsheba went in unto the king into the chamber, and the king was very old, and uh, Abishag the Shunammite ministered unto the king. And Bathsheba bowed and did obeisance unto the king. And the king said, What wouldest thou? And she said unto him, My lord, thou swearest by the Lord thy God unto thine handmaid, saying, Assuredly, Solomon thy son shall reign after me, and he shall sit upon my throne. And now, behold, Adonijah reigneth, and now, my lord the king, thou knowest it not. And he hath slain oxen, and fat cattle, and sheep in abundance, and hath called all the sons of the king, and Abiathar the priest, and Joab the captain of the host. But Solomon thy servant hath he not called. And thou, my lord, O king, the eyes of all Israel 
upon thee, that thou shouldest tell them who shall sit on the throne of my Lord the King after him. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, thank you for leaving us on this earth, your holy word, <clears throat> that puts us right in the room, many rooms of your divine history uh, that is real to us today. And uh, you teach us so many lessons by your Holy Spirit from the simple reading of your Holy Word. And I thank you for it. Help us to all take heed to your Holy Word and to take your Holy Word seriously and to walk by faith and not by sight and to get your Holy Word to others by any means necessary, especially your Holy Gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Oh, I wish I could sing like Alan Jackson. Precious memories. I'll break out. I'll break out in it at any given time. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. I still love you, but you are wrong. And to the standing between the living and the dead, uh, service family members, my beloved, pardon me, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 184. Psalm 1819 is where we are. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. And Dr. Spurgeon goes on to say, He brought me forth also into a large place. After pining a while in the prison house, Joseph reached the palace house. Glory be to God. And from the cave of Adullam, David mounted to the throne. Glory be to God. Sweet is pleasure after pain. Enlargement is the more delightful after a season of pinching, poverty, and sorrowful confinement. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. Besieged souls delight in the broad fields of the promise when God drives off the enemy and sets open the gates of the environed city. The Lord does not leave his work half done, for having routed the foe, he leads out the captive into liberty. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. Go ahead.
Large indeed is the possession and place of the believer in Jesus. There need be no limit to his peace, for there is no bound to his privilege. Doctor. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Free grace lies at the foundation. Rest assured, if we go deep enough, sovereign grace is the truth which lies at the bottom of every well of mercy. Glory be to God for delighting in me. Deep sea fisheries in the ocean of divine bounty always bring the pearls of electing discriminating love to light. Dr. Spurgeon, we may not agree on a little, little thing, but that's powerful. And I love the way you put it. Why Jehovah should delight in us is an answerless question. This is why you hear me say, I don't know why God loves me. I don't know why God loves us. I don't. I have no clue. Uh, that love is way, way above our pay grade, if you will. And a mystery which angels cannot solve, but that he does delight in his beloved is certain. It is sure and is the fruitful root of favors as numerous as they are precious. Believer, sit down and inwardly digest the instructive sentence now before us and learn to view the uncaused love. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. The man blessed with the mother load of anointing and unction. I would like to say that again. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Believers, sit down and inwardly digest the instructive sentence now before us and learn to view the uncaused love of God as the cause of all the loving kindness of which we are the partakers. Go ahead, Dr. Spurgeon. Go ahead. Glory be to God. He being dead, yet speaketh real good. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that can anoint a man and still use a man when he's been long dead. Thank you, Lord, for giving him the ability to put together sentences in a very unique way with great eloquence, great poetry, and great beauty, but yet powerful. We give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for all of it is due your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we're at, I believe, the third night of the family segment based upon 
uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and we're at the segment where God deals with the husbands and I believe this is our third night so allow me to read it all in context Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. You say, preacher, as a man and as a husband, do you love reading this passage? Yes, I do. It is my wife and some of you women who you don't love to hear what God has to say to you. You get offended at God when we read your portion. It doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother most men. I said this before and I'll say it again and I know I'm right about it. I do not believe that all of the demonic problems that we've had over the past 50 to 60 years and longer than that now in marriage and family in the so-called Christian church is due to the man. I believe most of the problems come from all of the problems come from the devil but humanly speaking because of the false teaching of pastors and preachers and the false writing of pastors and preachers down through the years some people some of these pastors need to do like Creflo Dollar is his name Creflo Creflo Dollar did and when he apologized about preaching on money he, he said he did wrong don't buy my books throw my books away there's some pastors who need to say the same thing who wrote books on marriage uh, with their own traditions that is not worth a heel of beans. Putting the wife over the man. Therefore flipping the church to be woman led. Woman controlled. Woman nominated like most homes. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans said this and he's right. He said the problem is in the pulpit. Preachers not preaching what they should be preaching and some not preaching. I'm saying this part because the preaching probably because they're not even saved themselves. They just they, they lick their finger and hold them in the ass see what the people like. I don't know. That ain't about anything, man. Go sit down somewhere. I don't give a flip what the people like. I'm going to preach what God likes, what he wants. You know why? Because it works, people. And so I, that's what I believe. That's why I don't want to hear it. I believe that men need to rise. Women need to humble themselves and subject themselves. And they're not in a subjection mood now because they have tasted blood and they're going for the juggler. They want to take it all from you, you men who have acted so weak in front of them so scared that they're going to leave you because of how the American system has set up divorce. It's a mess. That's right, I believe women ought to repent. I believe, I believe most Christian husbands, if they're born again, they are loving towards their wives, they love their wives, and uh, they want them to have what they have, they think about their wives and they try to do nice things for their wife. They don't have to be told by some preacher. You need to buy her some flowers on Tuesday. You need to uh, take her out on a date every week. And then it becomes a thing in the church. And, 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 and then you're up here trying to compete with the pastor. 
Well, he has endless money because he has your money. So he can take it to Ruth, Ruth Chris's every week. You can't go to Ruth Chris's every week, man. Ruth Chris is $100 for sure every time you go. If you go by yourself, it's going to be $60 or $70. That's, that's, that's a $100 plus date right there. And you need some beans and rice at the crib. So you can't justify that. And you don't need to be doing that. And besides that, men and women who've been told this lie that you want to keep your marriage on in track to take your wife. You need to take your wife out on a date. every. That's a lot of hell. We dated before we got married. There's no dating here. What, what, what kind of stupidity are you talking about here? No, no. No dating. We stay home. It's a privilege to stay home and eat. And it's safer. For the children. And for you. My children have never had a babysitter. To hell with that. Looking, You people looking at babysitters. And got children. Uh, people in the, your church babysitting. You don't know these people. And, and, and you people. At one church. Don't be hiring my daughters to keep your children. Your rebellious children. And then something happened. You want to blame them? Oh, they tell me the stories. They've told me the stories. And some of you single women trying to get your groove on want to leave your rebellious four children that you have whored around with and had with some man and he's not in the picture and he may come over and try to bother my, my daughters. Don't put my, my children in your mess like that. My oldest daughter, Danny, said that these young women who are single are be trying to get their groove on and go out on a date and, and hire somebody, uh, some other people, somebody else to take care of their children. They ought to stay home with their children. And she's right about it. That's ridiculous. And yes, I said it. Stay. You you are you got babies already. You're not married. Stay your behind home and take care of your children. I said it. Nobody else going to tell you. Your pastor's not going to tell you that. You up here trying to hook somebody uh, that's not their father. When you, where's, your, where, where's this man at? Go, go get back with him. You had babies with him. See, you see, see, preacher. Uh, see, that's why you're not that popular because you rubbed the cat the wrong way. Tell the cat to turn around. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm not going to. I told you a long time ago, if you're going to come here, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. And I talk to men and women. <clears throat> Are there some sorry men? Yes. Don't get married to a sorry man. But some of y'all, y'all love to be around sorry, no good men. And all they have for you is penis. That You love uh, 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 Bo Peep. But Bo Peep is not going to stay with you. Because he's got other women he's got to take care of. Okay, but you love him, and you don't you don't mind him having other women to take care. As long as he take care of you, he stop by every Tuesday at your house. That's your maintenance man. I'm talking to women in the church, who, by the way, are some of the biggest liars, and hypocrites, and phonies, and storytellers, and secret keepers in the church. There are pastors' wives who know women 
uh, committing fornication in the church and they don't say anything about it. Well, and here's what they say. Well, you know, she has needs. You know, she's been with the man, a man before. She has three uh, children from three different men, you know, so she has needs. And Deacon so-and-so is going over there. And so and I know it, but uh-huh, but don't say anything. And that's why the church is in a mess. You have pastors who have built their church on sex. Not rebuking the evil of committing fornication. Not rebuking the evil of adultery and whoring around and homosexuality. But you specialize, not in preaching the gospel and preaching the word. You specialize in trying to hook people up no matter if they've been divorced several times. No matter if they got three children from three different men. Uh, and you, you playing Cupid instead of pr uh, doing your job as a pastor. You get off on hooking people up primarily for sexual reasons because they don't stay together. You make a mess out of their lives by doing things you ought not to be doing, preacher and pastor's wife. And you ought to know better to put these people in, the, in those situations because after a while, when it blows up, uh, they're going to blame you. This happens all the time. Many pastors were blamed throughout the coronavirus plague. Pastor, you didn't see this coming? You, you and your wife encouraged me to get rid of my husband. You could do better by yourself and all that kind of mess. Well, I can't to do better by myself. I'd rather have my husband better. But now he's over there with Sister So-and-so, uh, who, who y'all hooked them up together. This has happened in the church. There are people, their wives, women, and men, but mostly, and let me take that back, not mostly women, both men and women upset because of how the pastor and the pastor's wife advised them. Number one, the wife should have never been in the picture. That Jezebel should have never been in the picture. She's a bigger Cupid than the pastor is. We're talking foolishly, talking about, well, he'll be good for her. You know, he uh, he had a bad marriage and a bad woman and everything, and she's been through a bad marriage with her husband. Now, they'll be nice together. Let's put them together. And it turns out to be hell. You know why? Because, see, things that are contrary to the Scriptures don't work, man. And if you were saved, you would know that. It's not going to work. And so a whole lot of... Beautiful women had to ride out the plague pandemic without their first original husband because of you and your cupid foolishness. When you should have told them before the plague came to suck it up, you got married, you're married now, you got five children, suck it up, stop looking at other people uh, in the church, and you two have sex. Stop trying to get a hookup and a hug and a rub down at church by somebody you think is cute. And as soon as you married them, if you married them, it's going to go straight to hell. You're only excited about that now because you don't have her or you don't have him. And we have a church. We have churches full of horny so-called Christians. I said it. And I don't care if you like it or not. That's why you're trying to get somebody's number. By the way, Matt Chandler should have never had that woman's number. And that woman should have never had Matt Chandler's number. How about that? She's wrong too. 
and all this talk that my husband, the husband knew and the wife knew. I don't believe that mess. They were doing this secret mess on the side. And it's easy to do. It's easy to get into that kind of trouble. Why? Because people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing at home. Everybody got eyes of adultery in the church. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. And husbands, it's going to be my last night for a while, so let me just say this to you. If you're not praying and reading the Bible with your wife, your marriage is going to be shot to hell. My wife is not saved. But I know for a fact that when I lead her in prayer, she does a little bit better. Now, not by praying by herself. That doesn't really, that has not proven to help her. It should, but it doesn't. Because she's not saved. It doesn't. But when I pray with her, because, see, I'm going to pray not only what, you know, her thinking that she's saved and all of that. I don't pray like that. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of my wife. And, Lord, if she chooses to allow the devil to use her, I pray that, Lord, particularly today, because we're going to have two services, I pray that you would restrain her and control her and hold her back from hindering the services as she has tried to do for the past 34 years. I pray just like that. And you know what? God answers my prayers most days. And the days when it seems like he's not answering it, she is just hell-bent to try to be a problem. It's demon possession, people. Some Listen to me. Don't be shocked. Some of you men are married to a demon-possessed woman. Demon possessed. She acts one way around the church folks and one way around her girlfriends and her family. Oh, she acts like an angel. But she is demon possessed and out of control behind the scenes. See, see. See, you don't see what I have to deal with. And and because I pray without ceasing, it, it's not it's not it doesn't bother me. It's not a problem to me. Because I know what's happening. It is the devil. See, the devil hates this service. The devil hates me. The devil hates my children who helped me do this service. And who have set me up to do this. They don't understand that fully. But the devil hates them. And every time they hate, they help me. Because and, and like they, they, they do every day. They help me all into the night. And they all, all they up all night long. And all this kind of stuff. To help in the ministry. The devil hates them too. They don't understand it fully. But I know the devil hates me. And I know he hates this service. And so what do you think the devil is going to do? People who are spiritual. He's going to work on. My thorn in the flesh. Fill her with his demon spirit. And, 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 and provoke her to provoke me. That's what she wants. I mean that's what the devil wants. That's what she wants. To try to provoke me. But see I have a passage that I even mentioned in this article. That I wrote regarding my family. And your family. I don't wrestle with flesh and blood. I mean uh, we ought not to be wrestling with flesh and blood. We ought to know and understand that the enemy is behind uh, the person. The flesh and blood. 
That, that way you can still rejoice and be happy in Jesus and be at peace and, and be determined to go ahead on and do what God has called you to do without any fear of any distraction to the point of not doing it. That's what the devil wants you to do, by the way, through your wife or through anybody else who's trying to hinder you from serving God. He wants you to stop it. He wants you to get so discouraged. That's what, see, that's what Russia is doing right now with Ukraine. Bombing the daylights out of them, bombing them back into the 19th century. Tonight, over a thousand cities are without lights, without electricity. They want to discourage the people so much that they will just quit the fight. That's what the devil is doing to you and to me, those of us who are still serving God. He's throwing bombs at us, trying to discourage us. And he'll use your wife, he'll use your children, he'll use your mama, he'll use your daddy, whoever, to get you to stop. Because most people want the friendship and the favor of the people around them. Some people, God is why I can care less. I'm going to do what God told me to do. That's why I'm here tonight. For people who are hurting, people who are by themselves, people who depend upon me being here. To hear the truth. And my wife can raise hell all day long like she did today. Full of, woke up full of hell and, and was full of hell and the devil all day long. And I, I hear my sweet evangelist, you see now if you took her out on a date and you bought her a box of chocolate, she would act like an angel. No, she would act worse. Because you can't appease the demons, man. See? So, pray with your wife. Read the Bible with your wife. Now, uh, I did that this morning. She was hell-bent to try to cause a problem, trying to provoke a problem because she's mad about something. She does not like something or whatever. But with the prayers and reading the Bible, it was better than what it would have been if I didn't pray with her and read the Bible. That's why you need to pray with your wife. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, uh, you're the bride of Christ, every last one of us who are born again. And sometimes we act ugly towards him. And he has to work on us chastise us, rebuke us, and deal with us. Why? Because he wants a pure bride, a godly bride, a consistent bride, a faithful bride. Verse 28, so ought men to love their wives as their own body. And that's loving your wife right there. Praying with her, reading the Bible, uh, rebuking her, and letting her know that she can't do the evil she's doing. And dealing with her about that. Otherwise, you're never going to have a wife who's going to respond to you uh, in the way that she should. On a consistent basis. And if she's lost and refuses to get saved, you still ought to help keep her in line. So that... The children's parents can stay together like my parents stay together. 
and I'm a grown big old man. I'm 60-something years old, but I'm glad they stay together. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a mother, uh, for this cause rather shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. I say to my boys, do not get caught up in family mess. Your thing is to go on with your life and get your wife and get married and start your own family. That's what God wants you to do. Don't follow uh, rebellious, disobedient, effeminate family members just because they may have some money to give you. Don't follow those devils. Be a man and get you a woman. Get married, have babies. Carry on the name like your father did. Have sex uh, a whole lot of times with your wife. <clears throat> and my daughters, you should do the same thing if it be the Lord's will. But if you're going to be like your mother, I've told you this before you left. If you're going to be anything like your mother, your grandmother, Hermoth, your mother's mother, your grandmother, Shirley, my mother, or your aunts and uh, aunts and, and uh, whoever else, cousins and so forth, rebellious as the devil, stubborn, proud, arrogant, thinking you're going to run a man, don't do it. Do not bring children into this world that you're not going to love and care for like your mother didn't love and care for you. Making you hungry for motherly love and care to the point you hook up with divorced and, and uh, uh, remarried mentors who don't know what to tell you because they've already messed up their lives. And I guarantee you, you let people like that lay hands on you and, and try to be your mentor. That's a way of laying hands on you uh, in a in a sense, uh, you're going to end up doing the same thing they did. I raise you to be leaders, not followers of devils and demon-possessed people, even in the church and in the family. I don't give a flip about that. I raise you away from the family on purpose. And I tell, uh, uh, and I say to all of my children, especially the boys, Get married to your wife and move away from the family. Don't don't have a whole bunch of family Negroes coming over and bothering you and all of that. You don't need that. I know that you're hungry for a mother figure, but you don't need to get a Jezebel. Uh, you don't need to get a, a, a devilish woman. I don't care if it's in the family or in the church to be that. You do what your father did. I took the failures of my father and mother and became a father and mother not only of my own children but thousands upon thousands and maybe millions now of young people through the book Letters to Young Black Men and the other book Letters to Young Black Women. That was all born out of the fact that uh, my dad didn't know what he was supposed to do, my mother didn't know what she was supposed to do. 
Um, they were never taught that from the Bible in all of the six churches we were in. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and either they refused to read it or just didn't know it was there to read. I don't know. But they didn't do Ephesians 5 and Ephesians 6. So born out of that, uh, I raised you all a certain way. Far different than what we were raised. And uh, God led me to not whine and cry about the fact that I didn't have a perfect father and a perfect mother. I thank God for them. They did the I believe they did the best they could with the knowledge they had coming out of almost slavery. Certainly Jim Crow. Even I remember the days where we had to go out and kill our Sunday chicken. The old-fashioned way, wringing the chicken's neck. I remember those days when white folk didn't want us to come into their grocery stores. I remember that myself. Every weekend, it was a Saturday afternoon, somebody had to go and wring that chicken's neck. We were going to have that bird on Sunday. And we got water from a rusty pump. What, uh, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. It was a rusty, old, brownish-colored pump. It, has been, it seemed like it had been there for years. You had to prime the pump. You had to pour a little water down in there to get some water back up. Now, it, for some reason, it was the best-tasting water ever in the world. But you had, to, you had to pump it. You had to go out and get it. I remember those days. So they came out of that. And worse than that... Worse than what I can remember. They just didn't know any better. And so I give them that. But when you know better, you ought to do better. And all of my seven children know better. And you need to do better and don't fall back into that mess. Having your life hurt. Messing around with people you have no business messing around with. Doing evil garbage. And foolishness. You need to lead the way. I raise you to lead the way, not to follow. Yes, it's tough that you didn't have a loving, caring mother. And you called me the father and the mother. It was not a perfect situation, but it was better than what I was raised in. And I raised you up to for a purpose, to lead. Lead your devilish family members, including your grandmothers, your aunts, your cousins, and whoever else, to Jesus. And set the example. Don't get all hungry for love that you didn't receive from your mother. Uh, trying to... Uh, uh, fall back into that mess because they say nice things to you and give you some money and buy your computer and buy your phone and you think that's you be you had a phone when you left here you had a computer two or three computers when you left here when you left my house so later for that you go on and live the life that God wants you to live and I say that to all young people don't get caught up in all this foolishness the devil wants to draw you back into that and you can cut it off right now. Just let them know. No, I don't want you to come by and visit us. I, I, I called you out of respect for you and, and uh, to learn a little bit more about you and so forth. And, okay, but I'm done with that. It's over. I, I'm not, don't ask me to take you down to see uh, my dad and mom because they don't want to see you. They've already made that clear. They, they love you. They've been praying for you all these years. So just let, let's leave them alone. God has set them up the way he wanted them to be set up and they're doing fine. My father preaches the gospel every night and uh, runs a publication and he's living, he's living the best life, his best life. So uh, let's leave him alone. 
Now, if you want to send him some money to help in the ministry, you're welcome to do that. But the, don't don't go buy his house. I'm not taking you by that, that house anymore. Because he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna call the police on you. He, he doesn't call the police on me. But he'll call the police on you. He doesn't know you. And you'll talk with the police standing there. Because if you can't call him and let him know you're coming and, and so they can be ready for you, uh, he thinks something is up. What is your problem? I, we don't know each other like that. So I, don't, don't be trying to use me for a go-between because uh, I love my father and I appreciate my father and I'm not going to let you turn me against him. That's what you ought to say. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Now, dear friends, let's pray for others. Uh, let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I do praise you and I do thank you for this time together. And I do pray, Lord, that you would heal Families that want to be healed. Save families that are lost. And revive families that need reviving. And help them to all obey your commandments found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. And Holy Father God, I pray now, we do pray, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting all around the world. We, we give all of that to you, Lord. There's nothing we can do. But I do know that you can do something about it because you can touch uh, every person on this earth because you have the power to do that. You can comfort people who are depressed and downtrodden. The people who are sitting in darkness in the Ukraine, as it used to be called, with uh, rich countries all around. Uh, Lord, we know that you can comfort those people. And Lord, these are a tough bunch of people. But Lord, I pray that you will help them to humble down and uh, handle this matter properly. And Holy Father God, comfort all of the people who are hurting from the coronavirus, which it is said that a variant, which is the most powerful ever, uh, is upon us. And nothing can stop it, they say. So, Lord, continue to deal with us in the church first and in the world. For we have not learned our lesson and people are still not in a repenting mood. They are still in a gung-ho mood, thinking that they can fight against you, especially people in America, that you have hit the hardest out of all of the countries in the world. And Lord, we pray not only for the millions, but we pray for a few. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Maryland resident Justin Lloyd Helms, these are people who have had to suffer with the coronavirus plague. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Texas resident Rose Lang. We pray for the family and friends of Minnesota resident Victor Jensen. 
And Lord God in heaven, we pray for some prayer requests that have come in by name. We pray, Lord, for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And we thank you, Lord, for the thousands of answers to prayer. We also pray, Lord, that you would bless them all uh, who are on our prayer list going years back. Protect them, Lord, from uh, the coronavirus plague. We pray, Lord, that you will bless them with salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. Lord, upon each and every one of them, and we pray the same blessings upon the people on the prayer list tonight. We pray, Lord, for Marie Grace. We pray that you would please bless her with the right place to stay where she can live her own life away from people who practice voodoo and witchcraft, make drugs, and from criminal activity. Please give her peace and justice in her life and surroundings. We pray, Lord, for Jensen. Please be with him and bless him and save him. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. And we thank you that Pastor Rashibi is one of the few people that allows us the privilege to thank you for answered prayers uh, for souls saved at Jane's funeral. Thank you for the new members at Rimwa Church over in Kenya. Please heal Sister Dora's knee. Please provide for their every need and provide them with the money they need to pay off all debts. Please deliver all Africa from drought and famine. God have mercy. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Ralph Judell, Emmanuel, Joji, Alfio, and Robert. We pray for the people who have recommitted their lives, not only these by name, but the thousands who have done so and who have gotten saved. Help them all to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. We pray for Kizzy, Anne, Johannes, Fode, and Frederick. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Save that soul that's near as hell tonight. Reclaim and revive uh, those who are already believers in Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are with us tonight, you may be a church member, you may serve in the church, but you know that you have never been saved. You're religious, like a Pharisee and a Sadducee. And you may be like my wife, too proud to admit that you're religious but lost. I say the same thing to you that I say to my wife, lay aside your pride. A little humiliation here is better than hell forever. Whoever you may be, wherever you are, lay aside your pride, humble yourself down. Because Jesus Christ, no person was humiliated more on this earth than Jesus Christ. They falsely accused him.
his brethren according to the flesh, the Jews, betrayed him and had some white folks to kill him for them. And some of them didn't even know the real reason why. His brethren, according to the flesh, called him everything but a child of God, the Son of God. They mocked him. They made fun of him. They stripped him naked, which is a form of humiliation beyond measure. Nobody wants to be stripped naked in public. They were so evil, the people who crucified him. Somebody thought of a crown of thorns, mocking the fact that he is indeed the king of the Jews. Blood was dripping from his, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. They mocked him while he was dying for their sins. So a little humiliation on your part, a little humbling down on your part, is nothing compared to what Jesus Christ went through for you. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. He said to God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. While they were killing him, murdering him, no man died. No man has ever died like Jesus died to this day. He suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins, not his. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed. He never did anything wrong. All he did was bless people. He walked on the water because he is the Son of God. He made the water. While on a ship one evening, he, uh, a storm came up, and he told the wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down, and they obeyed him. He is the Son of God. And if he is the Son of God, he is God. His other name is Emmanuel, God with him, or God with us, rather. In other words, Jesus Christ is God. You can't walk on the water unless you're God who made the water. You can't tell the wind to be quiet and to sit and, and the waves to sit down, peace be still, and they obey you. With the, so much so that the apostles said, what manner of man is this? He went to the tomb of Lazarus. He had been dead, Lazarus, Lazarus had been dead for several days, and went to the tomb of Lazarus and he had to call Lazarus by name because somebody said that if he had not just called Lazarus by name, everybody would have come out of the graves, as many did when he died. When Jesus died, people came out of the graves. I guess when he died, he went down to the paradise side and said, y'all get up and go up there and 
tell them what's happening. Folks got up and got out of the grave, walked out of the graves when Jesus died. But at Lazarus's tomb, he said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man started walking out of the grave with his mummy-type clothes on. But he fed thousands with, with a little boy's box lunch and had leftovers. He healed the blind. He healed the deaf. He healed the dumb, as we used to call them. He untied tongues. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And this is one of the reasons why the Jews hated him and wanted him killed. Because he said he was the Son of God. And they understood that. They understood him saying that he is God in the flesh. And he proved it. And they still didn't believe him. You need to know this man. You need to know this king. King of kings and lord of lords. He said the most wonderful, the most magnificent, the most loving, and the most important words, the most important words in the history of the world. When he said one night, in a one-man crusade, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He said that to you, and he said that to me. He said that God loves us so much, he sent his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God of all time, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Sometimes prophets know exactly what they're saying and why. Sometimes prophets have to say things they really don't know uh, everything behind it because God told them to say it in faith and just say it. And God is the one who makes these things come to pass. God will tell a prophet something and not give him everything behind it. You just obey me and say it. And I will make sure your words do not drop to the ground. I don't know if John the Baptist knew all he was saying or not. I can't, I can't tell you that. I don't know. But he said something when he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. In other words, I don't know if John the Baptist knew that he was truly the Lamb of God who was going to die on a cross as the sacrifice for the sins of the entire world and not just the Jews. I don't know. But he said a mouthful. Because Jesus Christ became the Passover not only for the Jews, but the Gentiles too. The Passover Lamb of God. The sacrificial Lamb of God for the sins of the whole world 
It took more than a, a lamb, an animal, or a goat. It took the Son of God, God in the flesh, to pay for our sin. Now, 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 dear, dear friends, if that's not love, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. The God of the universe who created us from nothing, dying on the cross for our sins, that's love for you, man. And all I can do is give you the message. I can't make you receive it. I know I did. It was the best thing I, I've ever done in my life. And I strongly urge you that you do it. Believe in the Lamb of God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who died for the sins of the world and took away our sins. He paid our sin debt. He died on a cruel tree for you and me. He was buried and rose on the third day. Miracle after miracle after miracle throughout his life. And the greatest miracle of them all at the end of his life. He rose from the dead. Believe in him. Trust in him. Forget about your religion. Your joining a church. That means nothing. Singing in the choir means nothing. As far as salvation is concerned. Giving money to the church means nothing. Doing good work means nothing at all. Examine yourself and see whether or not you truly be in the faith. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. That's your salvation. And once you do that, you could, you could die and you would be saved and, and go to heaven. That's what happened to the thief on the cross. I know my pastor friends don't like for me to tell you that because they want you to do a bunch of other things. They want you to join the church. They want to see your W-2 forms and see whether or not you need, how much you're going to be tithing to the church. Uh, they want to uh, uh, make you do this and that. And they, they jumble it up together calling it salvation. Uh, true salvation is simply doing what Jesus Christ said. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son up for to be the sacrificial Passover lamb of God to die for your sins. He was buried and rose from the dead. That's to let you know that he is the son of God. God in the flesh. For God so loved the world. What's the motivation behind it? God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave up his son. He gave his son. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever. That word whosoever means anybody at any time. Red, yellow, black and white. We're all precious in God's sight. Whosoever believeth in him, that's it. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, I feel like I want to pay some money. You, you don't have enough money to pay for this salvation. Well, I want to work real hard for it, 24 hours a day for the Lord. For Now on, can I earn it that way? No, you can't. You can work 24 hours a day for the rest of your life for the Lord in the church. And never leave the church and die and go to hell.
None of that works of righteousness stuff can help you get saved. Now, you want to work works of righteousness after you get saved, motivated by the love of God in your heart back to God and Jesus Christ. And he'll help you do it. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That means you will not go to hell where you deserve to go. And you will go to heaven where you don't deserve to go if you believe in Jesus Christ. Right now. Some of you people who are called mothers of the church, you need to get saved. Some of you people who your self-proclaimed pastors and bishops and deacons and everything else, you need to get saved. Your church members, you work in the church, but you're not saved. I was raised up in church, but I was lost. Somehow I knew it, and somehow God led me to pray, Lord, show me the light throughout my childhood. I don't know why. And I did that, and God showed me the light December the 19th, 1979, when someone came by and showed me what I just told you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There it is. That's it right there. Same thing John 3.16 is saying. That's it. You didn't hear anything about joining a church. You didn't hear anything about walking down the aisle and taking a chair and shaking the preacher's hand and the right hand of fellowship or getting baptized or taking communion. You didn't hear nothing about ushering or being a deacon or being a trustee or being a pastor or being a preacher or uh, singing in the choir or on a praise team or singing a solo. None of that stuff will save your soul from hell. You can do all of that stuff and die and go to hell. Many people have. Because you're not trusting in Christ. And Jesus Christ did not die in vain. So if you're ready and you're willing to get saved tonight, humble yourself down and do it. There's no man in history better to humble yourself down before and kneel before than the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, paid your sin debt. Nobody. He is truly the King of kings and Lord of lords. Trust in him tonight. I will help you with the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked, evil sinner. For I have broken, I have broken your Ten Commandments, such as lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, dishonoring and disrespecting my parents, dishonoring you and taking your name in vain, 
lying on you and using your name in my lies and swearing and affirming using your holy name to cover up my lies and all other sins that I've committed in your sight I am guilty and I understand that I deserve to go to hell to burn forever and I do not deserve to go to heaven but for Jesus Christ's sake and by your grace please forgive me of my sins and uh, Lord Jesus Christ please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent help me to change and help me to turn from my evil ways in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake Amen now dear friend of mine if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart and uh, you called on his name and asked him to save you then according to God's Word you are now saved and may I say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you've done the most important thing in life now to help you grow in the faith please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book free of charge titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture find God's pasture by reading this book which will lead you to read the Bible so that you can feed in God's pasture and grow thereby it will tell you uh, the importance of reading the Bible the importance of praying it will give you your next steps and if you obey those next steps you will grow into a strong Christian disciple also feel free to email us based upon the email that's on your platform or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can pray for you and with you if you have other prayer requests send those in so that we can pray for you about other things going on in your life and there are many people who will tell you that God answers our prayers for you when we join together with you in prayer and uh, we'll be glad to do that 
If you have any questions, send them in. We have people standing by ready to email you back. Uh, same email, dw3 at gospellightsociety.com. Uh, also go to Gospel Light Society Podcast. Just type that in. And uh, one of the buttons will say, uh, one of the links will say, uh, um, I forget the name of it now myself, but uh, just type that in and you just click on those links. And uh, we have thousands of podcasts that you can listen to uh, to help you to grow in multiple categories, almost 50 different podcasts, thousands of podcasts. And I would suggest uh, uh, to start out with the Bible reading podcast and then... uh, uh, I would suggest the devotional podcast. Uh, I would suggest the scripture and the sense podcast, where you, where we will actually teach you the entire Bible, verse by verse, here a little, there a little, with understanding. Uh, that's a very powerful. Any of those podcasts you can start with, or you can do a combination of three. Uh, through 50. You, if you have a marriage that's in trouble, we have um, one podcast deals with that subject along with other subjects. And then we have another podcast that deals with that subject alone. And um, so uh, avail yourselves to those things and you can have church every day. Um, I'm here by the grace of, grace of God every night, unless God says differently. And uh, so I'm here live, and you can come back anytime and, uh, uh, and hear the teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Dear friends, God bless you. May God keep you, and may God shine upon you, and make sure you shine for God. Pray without ceasing. And from me and from my youngest daughter, Danielle, everybody, as she tells everybody in the family every day, pass out gospel tracts. Get you some gospel pamphlets from your church, a Bible-believing church. If they have any, if not, order some yourself. If you want to do the work of the Lord, you don't have to wait on the church. Most churches are dead as four o'clock in the morning. And they don't even have gospel pamphlets anymore. So go to Fellowship Track League and order yourself some tracks free of charge. Only And only order those that you're going to pass out. And I don't suggest approaching people. I don't suggest going to any, into anybody's gate uh, today. Knocking on anybody's door today. You don't have to do that. Uh, go to your Walmart. Go to your Target. On your way out from Target or Walmart and only pass out maybe three or seven gospel tracks on your way to your car. If somebody stops you, give them one so they can see what you're doing. My favorite track that has not garnered any, uh, hardly any offense from people 
is called I Must Tell You This from um, Fellowship Track League. Pray for them. If God has blessed you with some money, send it to them. They don't require any money. It's a faith ministry, but they need money. Uh, but you can order your first 100 free. You can order 500 free. But they want you to make sure you, you, you're going to pass them out. If you have a lot of money, you can go to Ch Chick Tracks. Very effective tracks. I think out near San Diego somewhere. Chula Vista somewhere. Just type in Chick Tracks and you can order a set of those. We have used those quite a bit. So that you can minister for the Lord and witness for the Lord. Do something in the words of the preacher out in San Diego, Texas. Do something. Do what you can. Pray without ceasing. If the Lord tarries is coming, I'll be back tomorrow now. As I told you last week, by the grace of God, if the Lord says the same, I'm going to have this service tomorrow morning at around 11 o'clock or so. And um, I might preach a little bit on wokeism as well. And then we're going to have set aside time for our Wednesday night prayer meeting so that we don't jam things up together like we did the past few weeks, okay? Uh, and I'm preaching on the thorns, the thorn in the flesh. Very, very important subject. Very important. So be here tomorrow night. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, it's very important. Uh, and for those of you who are saved and spiritual, you, you will really get something out of it because you need to understand something revolutionary took place when Jesus came. And then Paul uh, explained it further. You need to start falling in love with your tribulations. You need to start falling in love with your infirmities, your sicknesses, the things that you right now don't like in life, that the false prosperity gospel told you that should never happen in your life. That is totally opposite to what happened to Jesus Christ and to the Apostle Paul and all of the other saints in the Bible. The total opposite. And Jesus Christ and God will give you that this unique ability. He said, Paul said, I found pleasure. What? I find pleasure in my infirmities, my tribulations, my troubles. You, my wife does not understand this. I'm telling you, you know why? Because she's not saved. You save people. You're the only one, ones who can understand this. How you can find pleasure in bad things happening to you. Persecutions of your own family members. You find pleasure in it. Whatever. Your attitude is, watch this. Your attitude is whatever. Whatever you want to try to pull, go ahead and pull it. I know my God can block it and start and slap it down. You can hate me for the rest of your life if you want to. It's not going to faze me. Because I have the joy of the Lord. See. I have family members mad at me because of what I'm preaching now. But they're also mad about a series I preached some years ago. Titled that, No, Family is Not Everything. How can it be everything when Jesus Christ said your, your family members will be your greatest enemies? See, Jesus, Jesus Christ told us that. You know why? He told us that 
because he wants to be preeminent in your life and he should be. Not only did he die for your sins, was buried and rose again to save you from hell so that you can be with God throughout eternity for the, for the divine reset. But he's the one who created you in the first place and your family. And he gave you that family for it to be a blessing. Uh, but now if they stop being a blessing, then you still have the savior of the world. You still have Jesus. You still have God. And he wants to be preeminent anyway. So he, he told you that ahead of time so that you will not make your family everything. How can your family be everything when God is everything? He made your family. That's stupid. See, I got family folk who can't stand me because, you know, I'm in a black family. And black folk think family is everything because most of them don't have God. They have what they think is God, but it's just religion and churchy. And that's all about the family, too. You understand me? So don't get caught up in all of that. You get caught up in Jesus. Those family members who are following Jesus, they, they'll, they'll be right there with you. Those who are not, they, they, they're, going, they're, they're probably going to hell with the other family members. Don't worry about it. You pray for them and everything like that. But, but if they're doing evil, do not join up with them. Do not betray Jesus like Judas did for family folk who are going to die. That is, that's, that's, I hate to say it, that's just stupid to do stuff like that. And I have family members who don't like that because they think family is everything. Family is not everything. God is everything. Jesus is everything. You make sure you obey God. You obey Jesus. You don't obey your family members. And Jesus said that a long time ago, over 2,000 years ago, ahead of time, so that you don't make that mistake. Here I am preaching another service. I'm going to let you go and go ahead on to sleep. God bless you. And make sure you pray without ceasing. And always remember, simplify. Always faithful. That's, that's, that's from the Marines. And from the Air Force, my fellows. Simple supra. Always above, man. Always above. Don't get all caught up with these turkeys down here. Turkeys can't fly. You fly with the eagles. Get on up and fly like an eagle. If my son Daniel Ezekiel was here, I might break out and fly like an eagle. That's because he, he's kind of, kind of like a little rock and roll. There, he got a little rock and roll in him. Yeah, but anyway, God bless you, folks. I love you. Pray for me. If you can stand with me financially, do so. But if you're struggling, don't send a dime. God bless you. Lord willing, we we'll see you tomorrow.